Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us at CCF's online channel today. Indeed, we are blessed to have yet another message from God's Word and to see how practical, down-to-earth, doable, and best of all, transformational it can be for you and for me. So we pray you have a blessed time. Enjoy the message. Good afternoon. I'm Raisal Monserrate, 40 years old and a follower of Jesus. Before I met Christ, I was selfish, self-centered, liberated, abusive, and proud. Life then was all about me and the things that I wanted. I was in grade four when I discovered that I was adopted. It was the time when I did something wrong in school and out of anger, my mom blurted out the ugly truth. She beat me up until my skin turned black and blue and said hurtful things that can never be processed by a nine-year-old. Out of frustration, my mom even attempted to stab me with a kitchen knife. Fortunately, my dad was fast enough to stop her. I grew up very insecure. In my mind, the fact that my parents showered me with material things and took me in as their daughter meant that they cared for me. But in my heart, I had a hard time believing in that kind of love since I constantly suffered from physical and verbal abuse. I felt constantly rejected, and I thought that I was never good enough. I lived my life as if God was just a genie or a Santa Claus. I only prayed when I wanted to gain something. I became very independent, free-spirited, and liberated. I chased love and attention in the wrong places. I had several boyfriends and indulged in same-sex relationships. I even tried to have a short stint in show business only to be sexually harassed by a manager that I, before I was formally launched. I left and chose not to pursue it anymore, feeling more damaged than I was before. I focused on my studies with the hope that I will become successful in the corporate world after graduation. When I started working, I was at the top of my game. I took the responsibility of being the breadwinner since both of my brothers were already married at that time. This caused me to have feelings of entitlement at home. I often disobeyed and disrespected my parents because deep inside, I was still bitter and vengeful. My life revolved in building a successful career. Our troublesome home life drove me to be even more dependent on my addictions, my career, sex, and shopping. In October 2007, an office mate invited me to CCF Sunday worship. Even if I was reluctant to go, I said yes and attended. During the whole service, I knew God was speaking to me, but I chose to hold on to my pride. It took me almost four weeks before I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. In 2008, I moved to a different company with a hefty signing bonus, an immense salary, and a more promising career path. Not long after, I went back to my old ways and had forgotten God. I succumbed to my lustful desires, thinking I was in control. However, 
I lost my job three days before my sixth month. I felt so devastated and lost. I cried day and night and almost committed suicide out of despair, pride, shame, and worry about how to support my family. I had no savings. All my credit cards were maxed out, and I had three more years in my car mortgage. I was in debt for more than a million and had to sell almost all my valuables just to get by. After a few months of desperation, I started to attend worship service again, joined a D group, and eventually participated in the Glorious Hope program. But as I was trying to return to God, I was again faced with more difficult trials. My mom was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer, and my car was swamped during Ondoy. I furiously asked the Lord, why? But he remained silent. I was angry at him, but by God's grace, I didn't stop seeking him. I knew deep in my heart that I had no one else to turn to. Over the years, God slowly unfolded his grace. I learned how much the Lord patiently loved me all these years, even before I became a believer. Through the most painful experiences I had, my heart learned to understand what truly, what grace truly means. Ephesians 2.8.9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. It was His grace that led me to take my walk of faith by heart. It was His grace that led me to understand what contentment, joy, and peace truly mean, despite daily challenges. It was through His grace that I got delivered from my sinful bondages. It was through His grace that all my needs were sufficiently provided. It was through His grace that my longtime boyfriend, who is now my husband, also became, became a follower of Jesus. This eventually led us to a purity vow to honor the Lord three years before we got married. It was through His grace that my younger brother was saved and is now preaching in Elevate Makati. It was through His grace that my mom accepted Christ before she died. And it was His grace that led our family to be reconciled before, his death, before her death last June of 2014 after 11 long years. God truly changed my life and my family's life in a way that we never thought was possible. To Jesus, my Lord and Savior, to all be the honor, praise, and glory. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Honestly, speechless ako. After hearing her testimony, after hearing what God did, in her life, di ko po ma-describe yung, yung joy ko sa Diyos knowing that so many of us here can identify with her. Alam niyo po, unless we really find freedom in God that we serve Him, we will always be in bondage to something else. 
Amen po? Kaya praise God po for Rizel and also for Ate Agi. Siya po ho yung nagdi-disciple ho sa kanya. Alam nyo, yun ho ang dahilan kung bakit we emphasize. And we emphasize the calling of Jesus Christ to each and every one of us to make disciples because there's so many lives out there needing Jesus. So we're not doing this out of duty. We're doing this because we know that there is no other way for them to be freed but with, through Jesus Christ. Amen po? Kaya po, siguro may I request you to stand, to pray for them. Ano, pagpe-pray na sila that the Lord will protect them. Pagpe-pray natin that the Lord will multiply more risels and more ati-agi in this, in this country at gayon din sa ating lahat. That we would really find the joy of serving and really living for Jesus. Tayo po mag-pray. Aming amang banal, maraming salamat sa inyo na kayo ang nagbabago ng buhay. Salamat Panginoon Diyos na wala pong Panginoon matinding kasamaan ang hihigit sa iyong biyaya. Thank you God that your grace is greater than any other, any form of sin, O God that your grace can really deliver us, Father in heaven, from the slavery of sin. At salamat, Panginoon, na you did not just deliver us from sin, but you brought us to your kingdom, to your marvelous kingdom. At salamat, Panginoon, na si Rizel is a living testimony of your goodness, of your love, of your power, of your grace. Thank you, O God. At salamat, Panginoon Diyos, for using Ati Agi to, to help her in her spiritual journey. Thank you, Lord God, for her life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I pray to multiply the Agis in this place, O God, that, men, that many of us, O God, if not all, to really be burdened enough to see souls, Father God, needing you, that they need guidance, that they need someone to tell them about the good news, that they need someone to teach them how to walk with you. So I pray, Lord God, to speak to everyone's heart in here, in this place, O God, that every one of us will truly be burdened with what burdens you, Lord. At Panginoon, protect Rizel, protect Ate Agi and their families, and I also pray, Father God, for all of us, Father God, for every family we represent, I pray to protect each one of us that we may faithfully walk with you, Lord, that we may always, Father God, stand up for you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Alam niyo po, yun ang dahilan kung bakit yung mga katulad ng kwentong ito, ikwento ho na inaaral nating aklat. The book of Exodus. It is our story. Kaya kung titignan niyo lang po, it is about about true freedom. Ito po yung totoong kalayaan. God, from this story, showed that the Israelites were in bondage, just like you and me. We were totally helpless, hopeless, unless we are freed by someone greater than us, someone greater than what enslaves us. Kaya ho ang ating Panginoong Diyos, pinakita ho rito, tulad ni Pharaoh, enslaving the people of God, pero pinalaya ho sila ng Panginoong Diyos. Tingnan nyo po, kaya sa unang anim na kabanata, pinakita ho doon yung papanong kapigati ang pinagdadaanan ng mga tao ng Diyos. And chapter 7 to 18, at sa kasalukuyan, ito pong ating pinag-aaralan hanggang sa chapter 12, ay nakita ho natin how God showed His power how God showed this judgment on the Egyptians so that they will let His people go. So yun pong ating pong titignan ngayon pong hapon. So kaya ho ang ating pamagat sa hapon na ito ay rest in God's salvation. Alam niyo ibig sabihin, 
tayo po ay talagang magkaroon ng kapanatagan na lagi po tayong umaasa sa kaligtasan ng Diyos. Alam niyo ho, sa marami dito, kung tatanungin ko po, sa mga nandito ho, nag-aaten, you're always here. Kung tatanungin ko po kayo, marahil, kung sakaling mamatay kayo ngayon, huwag sana mamangyari agad, ano ho? Kahit mamaya na after the service, na biro lang. Kung sakali, ikaw ba'y tiyak na ligtas? Maaring iba sa inyo magsasabi, walang nakakaalam. Imposibleng malaman ng sino mang tao habang buhay na siya'y maliligtas. Yun ho ang maraming kaisipan. Iba naman po ay marahil, naku, hindi pa ako handa. Ako ay, alam mo, hindi ako, hindi ko pa alam. Hindi ko alam paano ko maliligtas. Ngayon, gusto ko palang sabihin sa inyo, mula sa salita ng Diyos, mula sa salita ng Diyos, He assures people that you can know that you are saved even today. Now, hindi lang yon. God gives assurance that He saves people and prepare them for eternity. Ngayon, ano yung katabi mo? Naniniwala ka ba dyan? Ngayon, kung hindi ka naniniwala, hindi mo kakausapin yung katabi mo. <laughs> Nakita ko na yan eh. Kung hindi mo naniniwala, obviously, hindi mo sasabihin sa katabi mo. Kasi hindi ka naniniwala eh. Ngayon, tanong ko lang sa iyo, gusto mo bang malaman? Do you want to know the real the assurance that God saves us? Hindi kailangan mamatay ka bago mo malaman. Ngayon pa lang. Naintindihan po natin? Kaya rest in God's salvation. Papano? Una, when God says something, believe that He will do it. Why? Because He is still in control. Regardless of what you're going through in life, when He promised something, hold on to it because God is in control. Hindi yung sitwasyon, hindi yung tao sa mundo, ang Diyos ang may hawak. And yan ang nangyayari sa Exodus. Isipin po ninyo, here is Moses obeyed the Lord and for several times he showed Pharaoh that God is in control and yet Pharaoh hardened his heart, did not believe and still kept the people of God in slavery. Naintindihan po natin. Kaya parang kung isipin mo, siyam na plagues na, nakasyam na, hindi pa rin sila pinalalaya. Totoo ba talaga si God? Now listen, let's go to Exodus chapter 11. Now, the Lord said to Moses, One more plague I will bring on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will surely drive you out from here completely. Ano sabi ni Diyos? Isa na lang. Relax lang. Isa na lang. Tapos na yung sham. Isa na lang. Excited ka ba? Parang sinasabi ng Diyos, ako may hawak. Tuloy niya. Tingnan natin ha. Speak now in the hearing of the people that each man asked from his neighbor and each woman from her neighbor for articles of silver and articles of gold. Wow! Nakakatuwa naman ng Diyos. Sabi niya, ililigtas ko sa inyo one more plague at ito pang bonus ninyo. Humingi kayo sa kapitbahay para mag-uwi kayo ng mga pilak at mga ginto. Kung kayo ho, sasabihan ni Moses na ganun, Uy, pumunta ka dun sa mga nag-enslave sa inyo at humingi ka baka pagtawilan kami, magsilayas kayo dito, hihingi ka pa. Pero sabi, pansinin nyo ang nangyari, ha? the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptian. Ibig sabihin, mismo na itong mga Egyptians nagpakita ng kagandahang loob. 
Furthermore, the man Moses himself was greatly esteemed in the land of Egypt, both in the sight of Pharaoh's servant and in the sight of the people. Pag-isipan nyo ha, nung si, si, si Moses, tinanggihan ni Pharaoh, ang baba ng tingin sa kanya. Even the Egyptians looked down on Moses. Sino ka? Para magpala, sabihin sa amin, palayain kami dito. Sino ka? But this time, after the ninth plague, eto na, si Moses, ang taas na ng tingin nila, may galang na sila. Naintindihan niyo po? Nandiyan pa ba kayo? Naintindihan niyo yung nangyayari? Eto si Moses, who obeyed the Lord, once rejected, now, being respected. Amazing si God. Paano nangyari yan? And here are the people showing favor ha, to the people of God. Paano nangyari yun? Kasi, noong paman, pinangako na ni Lord yun. 430 years before. Sinabi na ng Diyos yun. Tingnan nyo, ha? But I will also judge the nation whom they will serve. And afterward, they will come out with many possessions. Tandaan nyo, pag sinabi ng Diyos, gagawin niya yun. Hello? Kaya pag sinabi ng Diyos na sasamahan kanya, sasamahan kanya. Pag sinabi ng Diyos na pakakainin kanya, pakakainin kanya. Nagkakaintindihan tayo. Pag sinabi ng Diyos na tapos ka na, tapos ka na. Naintindihan po, hindi ikaw ang may hawak. Hindi si Pharaoh, hindi ikaw, hindi ako ang Diyos. Nagkakaintindihan. Kaya huwag tayong magmamalaki sa Diyos. Kaya tingnan ninyo, Bago pa man sabi, utusan ng Diyos si Moises, sinabihan niya na rin. Tingnan niyo ha, I will grant these people favor in the, sand of Egypt, in the sight of Egyptians and it shall be that when you go, you will not go empty-handed. Sinabi na. Basta sinabi ng Diyos. Anong gagawin? Anong dapat gawin? Magtiwala ka. Sinabi niya eh. Kaya pag sinabi ng Diyos na ililigtas ka niya, ililigtas ka niya. Nagkakadinian. Tuloy tayo. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor and the woman who lives in her house articles of silver, articles of gold, clothing, and you will put them on your sons and daughters. Thus, you will plunder the Egyptians. Sarap, no? Oh, sabi mo sa katabi mo, bago ka matulog ng tuluyan, tandaan mo to. Bago pa ito nangyari, after several plagues, sinabi na ng Diyos. Alam nyo, kaya ho, Honestly, kung meron po akong laging panghawakan, hindi ho yung sasabihin ng tao, yung sinasabi ng Diyos. Naalala ko si Babe Ruth. Kilala niyo si Babe Ruth? Hindi yung chocolate. Ito po ay isang player ng, so- ng baseball. Di pagtira niyo ngayon. Okay, no? Ay, hindi niya tinira. Hinintay niya kasi parang feeling niya, ball eh. Sabi ng umpire, strike one! Boo-boo! Sabi ng mga tao. Sabi niya. Tapos parang di naniniwalang strike. Eh, yung umpire yun eh. Sabi ho nung, ano, nung Babe Ruth, Hey, umpire, can't you see? Can't you hear? 40,000 people did not agree with your call. Di sila nag-sumasang-ayon sa tawag mo. Sabi niya, ball lang, hindi strike. Sabi ng umpire, Oo, alam ko. Pero sa pagkakataong ito, yung sinabi ko lang, ang totoong karapat-dapat, hindi yung sinasabi nila. Only what I said, my judgment only matters. Naintindihan niyo po? At the end of the day, hindi yung sasabihin ng tao, kundi yung sinasabi ng Diyos. Pwede sabihin ng tao, lumababait ka, pag namatay ka, palagay ko, langit ka. 
Di ba? May isang ganun eh. Alam mo, palagi ka nag-a-attend ng CCF, palagi ko, pag namatay ka, pupunta ka ng langit. Natotoo lang, kahit sabihin ng maraming tao yan, kapag sinabi ng Diyos, hindi, tapos ka. Nakuha niyo? Nagkakinig yan? Kahit nga sabihin pa, alam mo, kakatuwa ka, nakikinig ka ng mabuti, pero alam ng Lord kung tulog ka. Ha, 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 ha. Tuloy tayo, tuloy tayo. Ang sabi nga, so the king's heart, tandaan nyo, kaya alam nyo itong mundo na ito, it is not being governed by the leaders of this country. Who, you know who governs? God. And the people of God, you know why? Because the king's heart is like channels of water in the hand of the, of the Lord. He turns it wherever he wishes. Siya ang nagko-control ng puso, naging ng mga hari. Nagkakitinihan tayo. Kaya yung sasabihin ng Diyos, yun ang pangahawakan natin. Amen? Oh, tuloy tayo ngayon. Okay. Exodus 11. Moses says, said, Thus says the Lord about midnight. I'm going out in the midst of Egypt. Sabi niya, And all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. Wow. From the firstborn of the Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the millstone, and all the firstborn of the cattle as well. Ano sabi ng Diyos? Ito na yung last plague ko. I will bring judgment in Egypt. Ngayon, lahat ng panganay kukunin ko. Isipin niya, sino mga panganay dito? Pakita sa kamay. Patay ka. Kung itong araw to judges to, lahat ng panganay, ha? panganay. At sabi ganun, mapababae, o firstborn, eh. sabi ganun, firstborn of the slave girl, mapa nasa trono, mayaman, napakapangyarihan, o mahirap, pareho, kukunin ng Diyos. Dadaan ng paghusga, papatayin lahat ng panganay. Patay kang bata ka. Lahat ng bahay may panganay. Maliban na lang kung wala kang anak. Tama? Ang problema, pati hayop. Kasama. Isipin niyo yung sitwasyon. Now, tingnan niyo ha. Moreover, there shall be a great cry in all the land of Egypt, such as there has not been before, and such as shall never be again. Sa pagkaunaw ng pagkakataon, iiyak ang mga Egyptians. Isipin niyo, bakit? Pero mo lahat mamamatayan eh. Mamamatayan. Tulit tayo. But against any of the sons of Israel, a dog will not even bark. But in this judgment, I will set aside my people, not even a dog will bark. Ibig sabihin, habang naghihiyakan lahat, ito, mati aso, hindi tatahol. Ayos, ano? Ibig sabihin, hiwalay na hiwalay. Sabi niya, against man, whether against man or beast, that you may understand how the Lord makes a distinct between Egypt and Israel. Ano sinasabi ng Diyos? He makes distinction among his pe- from His people to those who are not. Kaya kung ikaw ay kabahagi ng tao ng Diyos, ligtas ka. Yung hindi, patay. Nagkakadinan tayo. Kaya dito sa kwarto na ito, o ito sa auditorium na ito, dalawang uri lang ng tao. God's people and God's enemies. Kaya tiyakin ninyo that you belong to God. Ganun ang Diyos. Kaya pansin niyo noong paman, sa plagues, sinabi niya na, but on that day, chapter 8 pa lang, I will set apart the land of Goshen where my people are living so that no swarms of flies will be there in order that you may know that I, the Lord, am in the midst of the land. Pansin niyo, pagpapadala ako ng langaw dun sa lugar ni Goshen, isipin niyo, kung halimbawa, dito tayo, ito, tas katabi lang, Goshen, dito, nilalangaw, sa kabila, hindi. Isipin niyo yun. Buong Metro Manila nilalangaw, dito lang hindi. Type nyo? Yun 
is happening to us, I will show this tension. Now look at this. In chapter 9, for this time, I will send all my plagues on you and your servants and your people so that you may know that there is no one like me in all the earth. Now listen. Only in the land of Goshen, lagi siya sabi, where the sons of Israel were, there was no hail. Isipin nyo, magpapaulan ng yelo doon sa lugar ng Goshen where the people of God were residing, hindi uulan ng yelo. E isang lugar lang yan. Isipin nyo, parang halimbawa, silang dalawa, isa sa kanila anak ng Diyos, isa hindi. Sa kanya umuulan, sa kabila hindi. <laughs> Naglalakad kayo parang cartoons. Ibang klase. God shows distinction with those who do not belong to Him. Now, listen. Then Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned. Kasi siyempre nakita nung Pharaoh, sabi niya, naku, patawarin mo ako kasi I, he did not let the people go. And sabi niya, I have sinned this time. The Lord is the righteous one and I and my people are the wicked ones. Patawarin mo na kami, patawarin mo na kami. Di ba, ganyan naman tayo pag nagkakaproblema tayo. Lagi tayo hingi, Lord, sorry, sorry, patawarin mo na ako. Di ba? Pero tingnan ninyo. All, ay, sorry, sorry. Pagkatapos niyan, balik na naman sa dati. Tulad ni Pharaoh, tititigasan naman yung puso, hindi naman makikinig sa Diyos. Alam niyo, marami nang dumaan sa ating mga problema sa buhay. Hello? Nakita niyo yung kwento? Sumunod sa Diyos, ayos, biglang, tumalikod sa Diyos, daming problema. Minsan, tayo pang galit sa Diyos. Sabi natin, labo niyo Lord, pinabayaan mo kami. Sa totoo lang, ikaw nga dyan eh. Hindi ka nakikinig sa akin. Pag nagsasabi ako, natutulog ka. Ah, hindi ka, hindi ka. Ano lang yan, general, general. Nakon niyo yung sabihin, what I'm trying to say is this. Oftentimes, we come to God because we have problems. But when problems go, we, we tend to forget God again. Yung mga estudyante, pag wala nang masagot, tatawag sa Diyos. Hello? Pag wala pa rin maisip, sa katabi na. Kakalimutan na si God. Madalas, pag may problema tayo sa pera, tatawag tayo sa Diyos. Pag wala nang mauta, ano, wala nang sumasagutin, parang tahimik ang Diyos, mangungutang na sa katabi. Pag-isipan niyo mabuti. Sa totoo lang, ganun tayo. Minsan, hanggat meron tayo naisip na paraan, hindi natin si God ang pupuntahan. Hello? Nandiyan pa kayo? Ito problema. Sana ganyan lang yung problema, no? Sana ganyan lang. Pagtuloy tayo. All these your servants will come down to me, bow themselves before me, saying, go out you and all the people who follow you, and after that, I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in hot anger. Galit na galit, siyempre. Bisipin mo, pina, pala, paulayain mo na kami. At patay ang anak mo. Sabi, parang yung sasabi ng Diyos eh. Now listen. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you so that my wonders will be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Ano sinasabi ng Diyos? Friends, I am in control. God is in control. It's not you who will decide whether you're saved or not. It is God. Hindi ikaw. Hindi mo sabihin, Lord, dapat inigtas mo ako, napakabait ko. Hindi ikaw nagdi-decide niyan. Si God. Nagkakatidihan? Pakisabi sa katabi mo, hindi ikaw ang didesisyon. Si God. Kaya huwag kang magmamalaki. Ngayon, tuloy tayo. Look at this. Moses and Aaron performed all these wonders before Pharaoh, yet Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. He did not let the sons of Israel go out. Huh? Bakit si Lord na nag-harden ang heart niya? From the beginning, Pharaoh hardens his heart. This time, the Lord hardened his heart. Kasi alam nyo, paano ba yung nag-harden his heart? Ang mga tao nag-harden sa ganito. Una, Lord, sorry, sorry, sorry. Pag wala ng problema, kakalimutan ng Diyos. 
You want to know where you will be hardened in your heart? Dito. Every time you listen to God and you don't put it into practice, you are hardening your heart. One day you will become numb. Yung kinig ka ng kinig, tapos hindi mo naman sinasagawa, isang araw maniligas na yung puso mo, at itong pinakabulungkot, kasi you're not after the truth, ayaw mo malaman ng katotohanan, pinipilit mo lang yung sarili mong gusto, isang araw, tutulungan ka na ng Diyos para tigasan ang puso mo. Saan ko nalaman yan? Papakita ko sa inyo. Dito po. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan. With all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteousness, deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now listen to this. For this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Sino magpapadala ng Diyos ng deluding spirit? Siya mismo. Tigas ang ulo mo ha, ayaw, mong, ayaw kong magpakumbaba. Gusto mo maniwala sa, kalok- sa kalokohan? Sige, titigasan ko yung puso mo. Tutulungan pa kita. Ayaw mo maniwala may Diyos? Tutulungan kita. Sige, huwag kang makinig sa paraan ko. Tutulungan kita. Gusto mo ba yun? Obviously, ayaw natin, tama? Yan ang nakakatakot. Kasi pagkay minsan nilalaro, kasi minsan hindi tayo sincero sa Diyos eh. Nilalaro natin ang bagay ng Diyos. Now listen to this. Kaya, tatandaan ninyo, you keep on reminding yourselves na ang Diyos nagbibigay ng bagong buhay. Kasi nakakalimutan natin, Christian tayo. Na tinan nyo, tinan nyo, therefore I will always be ready to remind you of these things. Mismo si Paul, eh Peter, papalalahanan ko kayo. Kasi ang tao makakalimutin eh. Makakalimutin. Kaya nga tayo nag-gather every Sunday. Kaya nga tayo ini-encourage ko kayo nansun sa D-group so that you would be reminded. Kasi makakalimutin tayo. Para yung mag-asawa, sabi ng asawa, sweetheart, makakalimutin na sila. Yun. Sweetheart, ipaghanda mo naman ako ng, ng ice cream. Gusto ko ng ice cream. Yung ice cream na ano may saging sa gitna, bananas, ay, sa paggilid, banana split. Tapos may cherry sa ibabaw, ha? Huwag mo kalimutan. Sabi ng babae, oh sige, hindi mo ba inilista? Baka makalimutan mo. Hindi na. Ano ka ba naman? So hindi na lista. Paglipas sa ilang oras, dumating. Ang dala-dala, bacon, hamburger, tapos mayroong mayonnaise, at saka mustard. Sabi niya, sabi ko sa'yo, lista mo eh, tinan mo yung dala mo, walang tinapay. <laughs> Nakalimutan din yung order niya. <laughs> Ganon tayo eh, makakalimutin tayo eh. Sa totoo lang, ang dali natin makalimot. Kaya tinan nyo ha, papaalalahanan sila. Kaya sabi niya, Now the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year to you. Tinan nyo, bakit ganito yung sinasabi ng Diyos? Tandaan nyo noon, ang first month sa kanila, ito, Tishri. Yun ang first month nila. In Nisan, yun ang seventh month. Pero sabi ng Diyos, mula ngayon, yan na magiging first month ninyo. Bakit? Kasi your deliverance would be your first day. Kasi Christianity is not just joining a group. It is having a new life in Christ. Alam niyo yun? Ang Christianity, ito yan. Sabi nga ng Bible, for I will go through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike down all the firstborn in the land. Tama? I will bring judgment. Both man and the beast and against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment in I am the Lord. Anong isasabi ng Diyos? Itong pagpatay ng firstborn, Paguhos ka ko ito. Hindi maintindihan ng tao yan. Bakit? Di ba the Lord is good? How can a good God judge people? Kaya may narinig ako, sabi sa akin, sinabi sa akin, nagtuturo ng Biblia, hindi ako naniniwalang may impyerno. Bakit? Mabait ang Diyos. A loving God will not allow anybody to go to hell. 
Kaya imposible yan. Mali yung Bible. Ganun ba? Now, listen to this. Listen to this. Si Nahum, sabi niya, the Lord is good. Okay ba yun? Pero, same chapter, itong sabi ng Bible. Ang Diyos ay mapanibugho, ang Diyos ay naghihiganti, naghihiganti at nagagalit, ang Diyos ay naghihiganti sa kanyang mga kaaway at nire-reserva niya ang kanyang galit o puot sa lahat ng kanyang kaaway. Ha? Ganun pala ang Diyos, tinan niyo, The Lord, oh, totoo, ang Diyos ay ma- mahinahon pero makapangyarihan, pero hindi niya pakakawalan ang lahat ng masasama. Listen to this. Sinong makatatayo sa kanyang galit? Sinong makatatagal sa kanyang matinding poot? Ang kanyang poot, sabi nga na, ay ibubuhos niya na parang apoy. At ang mga bato na itatapon niya sa magitan niya, sabi nga na, mabait ang Diyos, di ba? Natinan niyo, the Lord is good. Sabi niya, gagantihan ko yung mga kaaway. Ganito yan. Halimbawa, nakakita kayo ng pulis. At yung pulis, nakakita ng krimen. Kita niya, oh, pinatay. Wala siyang ginawa. Mabuti bang pulis yun? Hello? Diyan pa kayo? Ulitin ko lang. Halimbawa ako, tatay. Nakita ko yung anak ko, nilalapa ng aso. Wala akong ginawa. Mabait ba akong tatay? Siyempre, kung anak ko yon, pag nakita ko nilalapa ng aso, lalabas ang pagkatao ko. Kakagating ko rin yung aso ba? Ililigtas ko yung anak ko. Ang mabuting tatay, ipagtatanggol na yon. Tama? God is good, but surely He will avenge ipaghihiganti niya ang kanyang mga tao. That is what He did to Egypt. Kaya pakinggan niyo ito mabuti ha. Bago ko, you are not God who takes pleasure in evil. With the wicked, you cannot dwell. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. Galit siya sa lahat ng gumagawa ng mali. Sinisira niya ang lahat ng mga nagsisinungaling. Sabi niya, mga uhaw sa dugo at mga mapaglinlang na tao. Galit na galit ang Diyos. Sino dito ang nagsinungaling na? Paano ka tatawaging sinungaling? Ilang kasinungalingan ang kailangan mong gawin? Isa lang! Nako! Ano sabi ng Diyos? Ayaw niya ng sinungaling. Tapos tayo. Nakakatindihan? Eh, pakinggan niyo pa, huwag kayong magalala. Maintindihan niyo pa lalo ito. Ang Diyos na mapagmahal takes no pleasure in evil, but rejoices over the truth. Ang mali ng intindi na iba, ang Diyos mapagmahal yan. Alam niyo, Kapag ang pagmamahal ay eh, nagdudulot sa inang kasamaan, hindi yan totoong pagmamahal. Kita niyo yung mga kabataan ngayon, I love you. Biglang liko. Masama yan. Kung talagang mahal mo yung as- mapapangasawa mo, hindi mo siya dadalin sa kasamaan. Hello? Kaya si God, sabi niya, mahal ko kayo and I don't take pleasure in sin. Now listen. Kaya yung galit ng Diyos, yun ang natural response niya sa kasalanan at sa kanyang kaaway. Nagkakandinihan tayo? Kaya tinan niyo, pakinggan niyo ha? That you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Paano ba maghiganti ang Diyos? Pakinggan niyo. God is a just judge and God is angry with the wicked every day. Araw-araw, galit ang Diyos oh. Sa mga masasama. Listen na, listen. Tinan niyo ha? But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, tigas ang ulo mo, ayaw ka magsisi. Nag-iipon ka ng galit laban sa iyong sarili sa araw ng pagpapahayag ng sama ng puot ng Diyos. 
At yan ang matuwid na paghuhusga ng Diyos. Hindi siya naghuhusga ngayon. Iintay niya, may timing. Kaya ho yung pagdating ng firstborn, may timing. Kaya yung sham, may timing. Hindi ho yung binigla. Timing yan. Kaya iintayin mo lang. Nagkakandinan tayo? May araw ng paghuhusga. Kailan kaya yun? Sabi sa pahayag ganito, ang mga demonyo, ang mga manlilinglang, itatapon sila sa lawa na naglalagablab ng asupre na ang mga, ang beast, yung sabihin yung ano po, and the false prophet, yung pinaka-antichrist, and the false prophet, itatapon doon. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Hanggang kailan? Forever and ever. Walang katapusan. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. The earth and the heavens fled from his presence and there was no place for them. Wala nang lugas kanila. Now listen to this. And I saw the dead, great and small. Lahat. Lahat ng namatay. Dakila, hindi dakila. Standing before the throne. Haharap daw sa trono. And the books were opened. Another book was opened. Which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, yung mga namatay sa dagat, ibibigay niya. The death and Hades, yung mga patay at yung lugar ng mga patay, ibibigay din. And each person was judged according to what they had done. Tignan niyo, then, the, then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Ooh, may pangalawang kamatayan. Napakigyan niyo, ano ba yung Hades? Parang may tindan niyo Hades, ganito yan. Pag namatay daw ang tao, Luke 16, there was a rich man, si Jesus Christ ang kikwento, dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus. Napansin niyo ba yung rich man walang pangalan? Bakit? Kasi wala yung pangalan niya sa book of life. Kaya ang tawag lang sa kanya, the rich man. Kung ang pangalan mo wala sa book of life, sasabihin lang ng Diyos, yung lalaking nakastripes na nag attend sa CCF. Ganun lang. Hindi ikaw yun, ha? Ano lang? Sample, sample. May hindi na yung sabihin? Kasi walang pangalan, eh. Kaya ito nangyari. Longing to eat what fell. Now, the time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's bosom. Pagkamatay, dinala siya ng anghel sa lugar ni Abraham. The rich man also died. Pansin nyo, ha? Mayaman, mahirap, parehong namamatay. Tama? Nasabi mo sa katabi mo, mamamatay ka din. Hindi, <laughs> tatata lang, wala exempted. Wala exempted. Wala exempted. Now, listen to this and was buried in Hades. Napunta sa Hades yung mayaman where he was in torment. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. Ooh, nandoon, sabi niya, so he called Father Abraham, have pity on me, send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm in agony in this fire. Sa Hades pa lang, may apoy na. Isipin niya, hinihingi niya, hindi isang basong tubig, isang puno lang, ng, isang patak lang mula sa daliri. Nagkakalinan tayo? Yun lang hiningi niya. Anong sabi ni Abraham? Tatalon tayo ha. Sabi ni Abraham, Besides all this, between us and you, a great kasam, may matinding, malaking bangin, has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot know, eh cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. Pag namatay ka, pansin niyo, hindi ka maghahanda pag namatay ka na. Before you die, ipiprepare ka na. Ibig sabihin, pag namatay ka, dadaling ka na sa lugar mo. Sa Hades o sa lugar ni Abraham. At sabi doon, wala nang lipatan. Hindi ako nagsabi niyan, si Jesus nagkikwento. Wala nang lipatan. Kaya kung inaakala mo makakalipat ka pa, 
Hinagkakamali ka. Dahil may bangin. Sabi niya, yung nandyan hindi na makakaparito. Yung nandito, hindi na makakaparyan. Nagkakintindihan. Hindi importante ano sasabihin ng ibang tao. Ano sinasabi ni Jesus? No, tuloy tayo. Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family for I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Siya na mixa, please, padala mo na si Lazarus. Na, pag-isipan ninyo mabuti. Lalagpasan natin. Ang impyerno, ang description ng Bible, a place of great torture, kaya yung Hades itatapon sa impyerno. Tama? Where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, worms that do not die, lake of fire, a place of total darkness. May paghuhusga ang Diyos. Sabi niya, kaya kung natatakot ka na dyan sa, na, sa, sa, sa Hades, wala yan. Mas patindi ang lake of fire. Yun ang dahilan kung bakit binibigyan tayo ng babala ng Diyos. Nagkakitinan tayo? Sinabi kaya, ni, kaya sinabi ni Moses sa mga Egyptians, man, binibigyan ko na kayo ng paalala. Baka sakali man lang, maniwala kayo. Ngayon, ito po, pakinggan niyo po mabuti. Ha? Gusto niyo malaman kung saan kayo pupunta? Ito. Para sa mga duwag, oh, tapang ako, hindi ako kasali dyan. Di ba? Mga taksil. Mga immoral na tao, yung bang nakikipagtalik sa hindi nila asawa o kaya hindi pa nila asawa. Tanong nyo, wala nang aamin sa inyo. Mga sumasamba sa Diyos Diyosan. At sabi nga, at lahat ng sinungaling. Gusto yung malaman kung saan ka? Wala pang solusyon? Lahat tayo. Ang kalang bahagi ay salawa na nag-aapoy, naglalagablab ng apoy at ng asupre na siyang ikalawang kamatayan. Ito ang sitwasyon natin. Alalahanin niyo saan tayo galing. Pero ang Diyos may solusyon. Gusto niyo malaman? Hello? Kasi kung dito lang tayo matatapos, tapos na tayo. Naintindihan niyo? We're all dead. Huwag kayo maglala, hindi kayo mag-iisa. Kasama ako. Pero salamat sa Diyos, may solusyon siya. Itong Exodo, pinakita niya rin, may solusyon ng Diyos. Kaya pakinggan niyo ng mabuti, huwag kayong kukurap. Papanoorin natin si Pastor Peter para ipaliwanag niya sa atin yung solusyon. Okay po? Hello? Okay pa kayo? Ulitin ko ha, pag tinulugan niyo to, baka kasama ka rito. Kasi hindi mo malalaman ng solusyon. So I'm telling you, listen carefully because the solution is important. Yun ang dahilan kung bakit we are to rejoice for today. Because we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's, let's watch Pastor Peter. What's the solution? Do you think the solution is, all right, you all migrate to Gosen. Stay in Gosen. Is that the solution? No, no, no. Because God says, all, wherever you are, you will surely die. So what's the next solution? Put up a white flag. Okay, put up a handkerchief. I surrender. Is that the solution? No. For Pharaoh, what's the solution? Prepare all the guards, all the army, surround my throne, surround my baby. Is that the solution? No. What's the solution? All right, this is the solution. Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and take for yourselves lambs according to your families and slay the Passover lamb. What in the world does that mean, lamb? 
How in the world will that save you? And what do you do with the lamb? You kill the lamb. And why do you kill the lamb? What's the solution? Your lamb shall be unblemished. In Tagalog, walang peklat. You must go to the Vicky Bello uh, Center. I'm promoting it, okay? Now, li- listen to me. A lamb, hindi pwede may peklat. Hindi pwede yung pilay. It cannot be lame. You cannot offer something with one eye only. In other words, it should be the best of the best. Why? Friend, you will not know all of the significance of Exodus chapter 11 and 12 until you read the entire Bible. And then next, does it make sense? You shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood. Hyssop is a kind of plant, lots of leaves. So you get the plants, dip it in the blood, which is in the basin, and apply some of the blood that is in the basin to the lintel and the two-door post, and none of you shall go outside the door of his house until morning. In other words, you are to apply the blood on the lintel, on the door jam, but you are not to go outside. You are to stay inside. Ano pong ibig sabihin my friend? You will not understand God's plan of salvation until you study the entire Bible, the book of Exodus. You know why? It's the foundation of our theology. It's the foundation of what you will be about to understand soon. Let's find out. The Lord will, everybody read, everybody. The Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood, on the lintel and on the two doorposts. It reminds me of the picture of the cross. Lintel, doorpost, you have blood on top, you have blood on the basin, blood all over the place. Jesus was crucified, he shed his blood, his foot was crucified, his blood all over the place. When he sees the blood on the lintel and the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door. And notice the great promise, will not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. In other words, salvation is guaranteed not because you are rich. It is guaranteed not because you are Jewish, nothing to do with race. It is guaranteed not because you are a good person. Nope. It is guaranteed not because you are very popular. It is guaranteed when you are protected by the blood. If you are inside the house, God says, when I see the blood, what will he do, everybody? When I see the blood, the Lord will pass over. That's it. And then, the blood, let me just review, the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you will live. And when I see the blood, God says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. On judgment day, God is saying, Moses, on judgment night, when I see the blood, I will pass over. Now listen to me. What will make you do what God wants you to do? What will make you kill a lamb and put the blood on a doorpost? 
Why would you do that? Listen to me. If you do nothing, you believe, but you do nothing. Will you be saved? Will you be protected? Yes or no? No. You've got to do something. And that's what the Bible tells us. Hebrews eleven twenty eight, By faith. Faith means action. You believe. You do something about it. He kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood so that he who destroyed the firstborn would not touch them. On that same story, you read it today, Pharaoh and his people did not do anything. The Bible tells us on that night, the firstborn of Pharaoh died. On that night, I will tell you something. There were probably some Egyptians who went to the house of the Israelites. They applied the blood. They were protected. I would not be surprised if there were some Israelites who refused to believe. I don't know. My whole point is this. You are protected under the blood. Yes or no? So far, are we clear? So what's the meaning of this? Why, why, why all of this lamb business, blood business? And then, what is so funny, God tells Moses, you shall observe this event as an ordinance for you and all your children forever. A few weeks from now, I'm going to bring a group of you to Holy Land. We are going, not this week. You know why? Because this is their Passover. You see, the Passover in Holy Land is our Holy Week today. We don't want to go during the Passover. It's their holiday. They observe this every year. I remember years ago, when I was active in business, my father had an office in New York. So I was in New York, and a lawyer invited us to his house. In fact, I was the only one invited. The lawyer was Jewish. And we celebrated the Passover feast. There's cups of wine. And you pray, and then you eat the unleavened bread, and then there's the lamb. Understand? This is observed every year. The Passover is the calendar for the new year of the Jewish people. It's their religious calendar. It's the beginning of life, the Passover. We are given freedom. So this is historical. It happens 4,000 years ago. The Israelites are celebrating that every year. It is a great holiday. It is their Independence Day from Egypt. But the Bible tells us <clears throat> the parallelism is so obvious. The lamb, 4,000 years ago, is Jesus. The lamb should be unblemished, walang peklat. Jesus lived a perfect life. The Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 12, no bones must be broken. It's crazy. Why will you instruct that the bones of the lamb will not be broken? Well, because it's prophetic. Jesus, they did not break the legs of Jesus. Do you have to understand, in crucifixion, in order to make sure the person will die, you break the bones. When you break the bones of the legs, the person cannot breathe anymore. That's how they die. But in the case of Jesus, it's very unique. They didn't break his bones. The Bible tells us they broke the bones of the criminal on the left side of Jesus. They broke the bones of the other criminal on the right side of Jesus. But when it came to Jesus, they did not break his bones. What did they do? They used a spear. Why? 
Because in the book of Zechariah, the Bible tells us also, the Messiah will be speared, but the bones will not be broken. And then the Bible tells us, on the Passover, Jesus died on the Passover. Now, don't tell me this is all chamba. I'm telling you, these are historical facts. The blood, Jesus was crucified. He died for us. He shed his blood for us. Substitute. Jesus died in my place, in your place. It's grace. You know why? You are saved not because you are good, not because you are rich. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the blood. That's why I praise God. I am redeemed. I am saved. Not because I deserve to be saved. You see, many of you have done something wrong in the past. I'm sure of that. Yes or no? And you feel like you are not worthy. Well, once you understand God's plan of salvation, everybody, it's by grace. You don't deserve it. Now, let me show you verses now to prove my point. The Bible tells us, John 1, 29. Everybody read. The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, What? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is called what? The Lamb of God. Let me repeat. If you just study the Old Testament, sometimes it does not make sense. But once you connect the Old Testament to the New Testament, everything becomes clear. The Lamb, the blood. Jesus is the Lamb of God. Notice how Jesus is called. Christ, everybody read, our Passover has been sacrificed. Why do you need sacrifice? Why do you need blood? Let me tell you why. The Bible tells us you've got to know the problem. What's our problem? Everybody read. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned. I remember a seminar like this, and a guy stood up. A guy said, I am not a sinner. And the wife stood up. You sit down. You are a sinner. That's it. My friend, listen to me. Uh, let me ask you a question. Have you ever lied? How many of you have never, ever lied? Raise your hand. You know why? I'd like to meet you. You have never lied. How many of you have lied? Raise your hands. Have you lied? Raise your hand. Yes, I'm, I'm looking at you. All right. How many times do you have to lie to be called a liar? Once. Second question. Have you taken things that's not yours? Yes or no? How many of you have never taken any things that is not yours? I remember, okay, when I was in grade school, okay, sometimes you take things that not, that's not yours. Yes or no? But, but you are so good, okay? Your parents taught you so well. You have never taken anything, even in your office, the clip, the ball pen. You are so good, okay? You have never stolen anything. Will you please raise your hand? Excuse me. Are you telling me just now you're admitting you are a liar and a thief? Okay, we are all the same. All right? So, are we sinners, yes or no? All right. What's the problem? This is the problem, everybody. The wages of sin is death. 
That's the problem. So what? Let me tell you, so what? Look at the problem. Many people commit suicide. You know why? In their mind, if I commit suicide, that's the end. No, no. The wages of sin is death. The Bible talks about death. What does it mean to die? Now, before we discuss the free gift of God is eternal life, let's talk about the problem. This is the problem. The Bible tells us, I saw the dead. In other words, even after you commit suicide, after you die, it is not the end. There is life after death. The great and the small standing before the throne and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. There are different kinds of books. One book is called the book of life. The other books, I call them the books of deeds. It is your life. Everybody has a book. Everything you have done is recorded there. In fact, it is in the hard drive. It's in the disk computerized with pictures. Understand? Everything is there. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. My friend, believe it or not, one of our members was denied a visa to the United States for the simple reason that 30 years ago, while in California, he was driving under the influence of alcohol, and he never fixed the problem. My friend, if the world will have a computer system that will record everything you have done, what makes you think that the king of kings and the judge of the universe does not know what you and I are doing? My friend, once you know our problem, and you humble yourself. Don't be like Pharaoh. Pharaoh was so proud. Pharaoh does not want to see his own bandages. Pharaoh was in bondage to himself. In Tagalog, mayabang po si Pharaoh. And some of you are full of pride. You can judge everybody, but you don't see yourself in need of a Savior. My friend, that is another kind of bandages. And the Bible tells us, example, how we will be judged. Everybody read this. Cowardly, unbelieving, immoral persons, idolaters. Everybody read. Louder. And all liars. Are you included? All right. Am I included? Yes. And all liars. Their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. My friend, the wages of sin is death. It's a certainty. Whether you like it or not, this is going to happen. Now, we have two choices. To be like Pharaoh, who refused to believe and be stubborn, or you humble yourself. And you come before the Lord, and you pray this amazing prayer. Lord, give me a humble heart. Lord, let me know I need you. My friends, nobody can force you to believe. I tell my business friends, when you lose money, you can recover. If the Bible is not true, listen to me, if the Bible is not true, what do you lose? If the Bible is not true and you don't follow Jesus, what do you lose? But if the Bible is true 
and you don't follow Jesus, you don't follow God's way of salvation, what's going to happen to you? My friend, the Passover story applies to all of us. And the Bible tells us the importance of the Lamb. Nothing unclean and no one who practices abomination and lying shall ever come. It's referring to heaven. It's referring to our new destination, our new home in heaven, Revelation 21. But only those whose names have been written in the Lamb's book of life. I don't know about you. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Is your name written in the book of life? Make sure. Look at what the Bible tells us. Knowing that you were not redeemed. To understand the Passover, you now have a new word. It's called redemption. You were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile, futile way of life, inherited from your fathers. The Bible says you were, what? How were you redeemed? The word redeemed is ransom, payback. In Tagalog, itinubos. You were enslaved to sin, just like the Israelites, enslaved to the Egyptians, to Pharaoh. What did God do? God ransomed them. Through the blood. The Bible tells us, but with what everybody read? With the precious blood as of a lamb, unblemished, spotless, the blood of Christ. Once you understand the meaning of unblemished, without spot, without sin, you begin to understand the principle of substitution. I'm a sinner. I need to die. Jesus took my place. I remember the story given by a very amazing good king. This story, whether it's true or not, but the story is amazing. This, is a, this was a good king. He gave good laws. What makes a king good? He applies justice. He applies the law to everybody. One day, they caught someone stealing. And the king was shocked because the person stealing was his mother. Now the king has a dilemma. What's the dilemma? Will I apply the law? The law says, first act. If you are caught stealing the first time, you will be what? Publicly put to shame. They will whip you. Forty times. Second offense. They'll remove your eyes because you are greedy. Listen, the king had a dilemma. He loved his mother. At the same time, he's a king. Now, I want you to imagine you are the king. What will you do? You are the king. You are a good king. You must apply the law. But the person guilty is none other than your own mother. What will you do? If you close your eyes and let your mom go free, will you still be a good king? Yes or no? Louder. No more. You know why? Because you are not implementing the law. Justice is justice. Crime must be paid. If you don't do anything, what about love? What about compassion for your mother? You know what the king did? He told 
the people and the guards, okay, tomorrow, put her in the center as prescribed by the law. And when they were about to remove her clothes in the back, the king removed his robe, he removed his crown, and then he put his arms around her mom. And then the king told the people, executioner, you now whip my back. They refused. The king said, no. That's the law. Forty lashes. My friend, 2,000 years ago, something like that happened. When God looked down, he saw your sinfulness, he saw my sinfulness. God loves you. But what did he do? Jesus took your place. Jesus suffered in your behalf, in my behalf. God satisfied justice and love in your place, in my place. If you can only understand the suffering of Jesus, how they whip his back, the Bible, the medical doctor, science, tell us the back of Jesus, the skin were basically torn apart, the muscles, the tissues. History tells us sometimes the bowels will come out from the back of the victims because of the way they whip. Now, when they whip, remember, at the end of the whip, you have bones, you have metal objects. So Jesus was brutalized. He shed his blood. Not because he was guilty. The Bible says, look at this amazing verse. Precious blood unblemished, spotless, because Jesus was without sin. And the Bible tells us, everybody read, Christ died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust. You know, on Judgment Day, I'm going to ask you a question. When God looks at you, does he see you or does he see Jesus? The word for righteousness in the Chinese language is amazing. The word for righteousness in the Chinese language is a combination of two words. Even two words. The first one is a lamb. Over me. That's the Chinese word for righteousness. A lamb over me. Now, you have to understand, the Chinese language is 5,000 years of history. It has not changed. I mean, they've modified it, but they understand the story of Genesis, Exodus. Because this is something historical. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, let me ask you a question. When God looks at you, does he see you or does he see, does he see Jesus? He made him who knew no sin to be seen on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Let me ask you. He made him who knew no sin. Who is this him? Jesus. To be sin on our behalf. He took my place. So that we might become the righteousness of God in Jesus. How righteous are you today? How righteous? As righteous as Jesus. This is amazing. The grace of God. How can you be sure? that this is true, simple. How can you be sure? Everybody, look at the quotation of Tim Keller. The issue on which everything hangs is not whether or not you like his teaching, 
but whether or not Jesus rose from the dead. If Jesus rose from the dead, then you have to accept all that he said. If he did not rise from the dead, then why worry about any of what he said? If Jesus did not rise from the dead, listen to me, forget the Bible. Everything we are talking, forget it. But if Jesus died and rose again from the dead, my friend, it becomes the most important thing you will ever consider. Who is Jesus? And what will you do with his teachings? How many of you have heard of this guy, Sir Leonel Lukhu? The most successful lawyer according to the Guinness Book of Records. 245 consecutive murder acquittals. This guy is a brilliant lawyer. He was knighted twice by the Queen of England. He was not a follower of Jesus. One day somebody challenged him, with your brilliant mind, why don't you prove once and for all that the resurrection is not true? That Jesus is not who he claims to be. Once and for all, he put his brilliant mind to study. And do you know his conclusion? This is his conclusion. Everybody read. I say, everybody, unequivocally that the evidence of, for the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so overwhelming. It compels acceptance by proof, which leaves absolutely no room for doubt. My friend, sometimes I doubt about my faith. You know what I do? I go back to Easter Sunday. I go back to the resurrection. It is historical. It is a real event. Look at your calendar today. 2015 A.D. Anno Domini. In the year of our Lord. The whole world today is without excuse. We celebrate Easter Sunday. The resurrection of Jesus. And that's why I'm concerned. When you focus on bunny, Easter, you know, egg hunt. When you focus on rabbits. I don't know what rabbits and eggs have to do with the resurrection of Jesus. Except one thing. Satan is alive and well. And he wants to divert our attention to the real, real story. The way of a Savior who loves you. Who loved me. 2,000 years ago, he came. He died in my place. And hallelujah, he rose again from the dead to prove that he is the Son of God. The Bible tells us, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. If we have hope in Christ in this life only, we are of all men most to be pitied. The resurrection is foundational. You cannot go around it. Either it is true or it is not true. If it is true, the greatest problem of humanity is sin. And the consequences of sin is death. Eternal separation from God. Death is never cessation of life. It is eternally separated from God. That's why it's called what? The lake of fire. However, there is a provision. Salvation. Through the Lamb. Through Jesus. 
No wonder. I want to speak to all of you who believe in Jesus. This is my encouragement to you. Therefore, my beloved, everybody did. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Some of you are thinking of giving up. You feel like, is it worth it? You are being holy. You are being honest in your business. I'm going to tell you something. It's worth it. You know why? Because Jesus died and rose again. Whatever is His promise is true because of Jesus. Amen? The best is yet to come. You tell your neighbor, the best is yet to come. Eternal life. And let me close with this amazing guarantee of salvation. Everybody, let's read this. The testimony is this. God has given us eternal life. This life is in His Son. God has given you eternal life. And the Bible tells us, He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. In other words, what must you have to have eternal life? You got to have Jesus. These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. Narinig po ninyo, malinaw ho yung pinakitang solusyon ng Diyos. Si Kristo yung sagot. Amen po? Ang sabi ng Bible, ang sino mang may anak, sino mang may Panginoong Yesus, ay may buhay na walang hanggan. Ang sino mang walang anak o Panginoong Yesus, ay walang buhay na walang hanggan. Kaya ho yung dugo. Napansin niyo po? From the basin, sa lintel, dalawa. Ano mapapasin niyo? Pag ito ho, tumutulong ganyan, lalagay mo sa lintel, sa dalawang gilid, ano mapapansin niyo? Yung cross. Jesus Christ dying on the cross for you and me. Kaya sino mang may anak, God will pass over on the day of judgment. Lalagpasan ka niya. Amen? So tayo pong lahat ay yumukusan dali at pumikit. Ito po ay kayong dalawa lang ho ng Diyos nakakaalam kung totoong nakipag-isa ka na kay Jesus. Alam nyo, God is not asking you na kailangan sumapi ka para ikay malik. Hindi, hindi. Kailangan makaisa ka kay Kristo. The moment you are one with Jesus, then the Lord will lead your life having Him as your Lord and Savior. Kaya kapatid, if you want to be sure, sabi ng Bible, sinulat ko ito para malaman mo may buhay ka walang hanggan. Gusto mong makatitiyak, tanggapin mo si Jesus ngayon na siyang namatay para sa iyo, naging kasalanan para sa iyo, nang sa ganun, ang katwiran niya ay mapara sa iyo. Habang lahat tayo nakayukot, nakapikit, kapatid, kung ikaw yung taong kinakausap ng Diyos and you really want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pwede mo bang itaas yung kanang kamay mo sa Panginoon? It's between you and the Lord. Huwag mong pansinin yung katabi mo. His comment, His opinion does not matter. It's between you and God. Yes, kapatid, huwag ka mahiya. Huwag ka mahiya. It's between you and the Lord. You know your personal standing before God. Hindi mo kailangan ikahiyayan. Be honest, be humble before the Lord. Do not harden your heart. Be honest and be humble before God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, nakita niyo po mga kamay na nagtaas na ito. At sa mga nagtaas ang kamay, will you please pray this with sincerity in your heart? Sabi mo, Panginoong Yesus, kinikilala kong ako'y makasalanan. At salamat na kayo ang naging kasalanan at namatay sa krus para sa akin. 
at tinatanggap ko ang iyong kamatayan sa krus at ang iyong dugo na dumanak sa krus ng Kalbaryo na mapa sa akin. At kinikilala kita bilang aking Panginoon at tagapagligtas. Salamat Panginoon Yesus sapagkat totoo at tiyak ako na ikaw ay aking tagapagligtas dahil kayo'y nabuhay na magmuli ayon sa iyong kasulatan. At lahat ng sinabi mo, isasagawa mo dahil kayo ang Diyos. Panginoong Isus, salamat po. Salamat po na hindi sarili kong gawa, kundi dahil sa ginawa ninyo. Kaya nagbibigay kayo ng katiyakan na ako ay mabubuhay kasama ninyo sa kawalang hanggan. Salamat po, Panginoong Isus. Salamat po. At sa bawat isa sa aming narito, aming Panginoong Diyos, salamat po, aming Ama, anuman ang pinagdadaanan ng bawat isa. Salamat na alam po namin na wala pong bagay na ginawa namin para sa inyo ang mababaliwala. Sapagkat, Panginoong Diyos, kayo ang aming tagapagligtas at ipinangako ninyo ang buhay na walang hanggan. At dahil kayo ang Diyos na may kontrol ng lahat ng bagay, anumang sinabi ninyo, tuto pa rin ninyo sapagkat kayo ang Diyos na di nagbabago at Diyos na di nagsisinungaling. Salamat po muli aming Ama sa iyong pagmamahal sa amin. At salamat Panginoon Diyos na bawat pamilyang aming nire-represent, ipapahintulot ninyo na ang kaligtasan ay maipahayag sa bawat membro ng aming pamilya, sa bawat kamag-anak meron kami. Dahil alam namin wala ng ibang paraan para maligtas, kundi sa magitan ninyo. Salamat po aming Panginoon. Thank you, Jesus. At mga kapatid, kung nais niyo pong lalong mauntawaan ang bagay na ito, at kung may pinagdadaanan man kayong bagay na nais niyong panalangin, paparito sa harapan ang mga pastor at mga leader ng panalangin upang samahan kayo kung ano man ang pasanin ninyo. At kung may mga tanong kayo, huwag kayo mag-atubilin na itanong sa kanila at tutulungan nila kayo sa abot ng biyaya ng Panginoong Diyos para sa inyo. Salamat po, aming Ama. Salamat po muli, Panginoon, sa ngala ni Kristo Jesus. Amen. So we invite every one of you, if you have prayers request, punta lang kayo dito sa harapan. Maraming salamat at pagpalaing kayo ng Panginoong Diyos. There are many CCF satellites throughout the Philippines and even in other parts of the world. To check if there's a CCF satellite near where you are, please come to our location and time page on our website. We'd also like to help jumpstart your spiritual journey by allowing you to be part of a small group. Now, if there is a CCF satellite near where you are, you can always visit the satellite and sign up personally. But if you'd rather sign up online, please visit our Join a D-Group page again on our website. Now, if there is no satellite where you are, you can still be part of a small group via Skype through a unique program CCF calls Skypoship. Isn't that great? We hope you had a blessed time with us this week. We'll see you again next week. God bless everyone.